Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 217, episode 2 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021, which is the winter solstice. That's This is actually the second time we've done the intro. I couldn't come up with a national or international day because Miles isn't here. But that's a that's a big one. I feel like even years ago we'd be doing something for that holiday. But anyways, happy winter solstice to everyone. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a crumberry and your proteins grow, your proteins grow. And yeah, let's just end it there. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Chauncey Yonders. I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I can have fun doing Omicron AKs anymore. It's, You're not ready for round three, Jack? Come uh, on. You know, now we know what we're doing. Fun. We're like in third grade of the pandemic we know what we're doing we know what supplies we need i've already got my pod is pre-approved ready to go it's it's like habit forming now i know exactly how to shrink my life i know where the abundance is gonna be i'm gonna yeah. enjoy nature again that's what happens every time we go back in i'm like damn i love trees I gotta get back that. out i appreciate that uh <laughs> third lockdown pep talk from today's yes. special guest co-host we're thrilled blessed fortunate to be joined by a producer here in iHeart's LA podcast studio, helping to create shows like Fake Doctors, Real Friends. She's a podcast host you've heard on Pop Culture Happy Hour, a fabulous writer. You can read at Vulture, The AV Club, Team Book, Pace, The Advocate, many more. She is the brilliant and talented Joelle Monique. Hey, hey, hey. Happy longest night of the year, vampires. Yes. I'm really excited for us. I love nighttime, I get much more done. When people don't expect anything from me, don't look at me and I'll be productive is is my (laughs) getting through life. Yeah. We're here. We're doing it. I'm sorry to seasonal depressed people. It's a hard time for you guys. Yeah. Hard. It's, I feel like I have a like podcast season old depression where I just like this year, this time of year, every year, I'm like limping through the finish line. I'm just that like, Q4 depression and the uh, like long stretch to vacation where you're like, it's coming, a break is coming. Naps we, like, galore. Do the extra episodes for the year end stuff. Ooh. And it's just, you know, all the ad people. people come out of the woodwork. It's just, <laughs> oh my God. And just a flat panic. Just like, <laughs> ah, we got it. Anyways, happy winter solstice, longest night of the year. Like this is the uh, the holiday of indoor people. I like to think of it as like this is when we just like bring a tree indoors. We watch movies indoors. We just hang Mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. with loved ones indoors. Indoors. Fewer loved ones than usual, maybe this year. But anyways, Joelle, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very talented and hilarious writer, stand-up comedian, podcast host of the Bechdel cast, which mm, takes mm, down mm. the patriarchy one movie at a time. She also happens to have a master's degree in film, no big deal. Uh, oh, and also fancy. the most anagrammable name in the English <laughs> language. So depending on whether you've been given her name in an assortment of Scrabble tiles, you might know her as Nine-Tit Dracula or a Latin dancer <laughs> UTI, but in our hearts, she will always be <laughs> Caitlin Durante! Wow, what an intro. What a setup for me to share a new wow <laughs> an anagram of my name. Yeah. Except I don't have a new one this time. <laughs> Yo, the work has been done. You like we've been given the greatest uh, anagrams of all time. So thank you, you for your name. No no need. You are officially, you know, the most anagrammable. Thanks. The, the legacy has is uh, it's been set. It's it's been established. Yeah. And I, now I can just coast. Absolutely. And <laughs> Kaylin, what is your favorite? Just to kind of, what's your favorite anagram of your name? I really like Lauren D. Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, of course. One. Of course. Uh, speaking of, I did buy the Lego Titanic. I saw. Thing. Did you build it? I built it. <gasps> and How I, was now it? I have, it was. It was great. It, I thought it was going to take me like months and months, and I would just be like working tirelessly at it. But it turns out, when you're not a child anymore and you're an adult who knows how to read <laughs> instructions, 
the leg Lego tells you exactly what to do. Yeah. <laughs> to like build <laughs> a thing. So I just followed the instructions and very, I would say I, I invested a solid like 15 hours into building oh it. Oh my but gosh. I built it without uh, a hitch. Uh, but when I was a kid and was trying to build Legos uh, or Lego, whatever. <laughs> Is that, a, that is a thing, right? People it's very like, much no! a thing, and they don't like it. They don't right. like it. They're like, the plural of Lego is Lego. Like, please never mm-hmm. use an S. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah. of angry messages about that in the past. So right. sorry. So, Is there another word in that's common in the English language that is a like N's and O? No, I, oh. yeah, I got, I got fish and my uh, <laughs> a deer and stuff, but like that ends in O. I feel like that, that's... Ego. No such thing as Egos. It's just Ego uh, Waffle. But again, it's a brand name that I will damn well uh, <laughs> put an S at the end of if I please. Uh, I, I would understand if it was like a, th- a thing, but I just mm. I don't know. Legs O, maybe? Maybe it's well, not an us thing. Maybe it's Because Lego is not from, they're not an American company. Right. Right. Yeah, They're for Swedish, sure. Swedish? Yeah. Think. I'm probably like just espousing like thing? this is... Like me, my my own version of being like, I call them freedom fries. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Denmark. Denmark. Right, De- right. Okay. Denmark. Sorry. Anyways. Yeah. The, I, too, have found, Caitlin, that I reached appropriate age for, like, you know, building somewhat, like, complex Legos at, uh, as like by by the directions provided by Lego, mm-hmm. like at in my late thirties, early forties, <laughs> like once my kids started having them, mm-hmm. and prior to that, I was it was just buying a Lego set for me was just a a way to contribute to a bunch of small things on the ground uh, in my bedroom when I was younger. So same, same, yeah. You can build a typewriter with out of Lego. That is. Crazy! It like looks a working so typewriter? cool. I don't know if it works. It looks like it should be able to work. It's so right. interesting. Hold on, I'm gonna drop in the chat. I'm sorry, I totally side rail, but like, oh my god, it looks so cool. Oh man, Tom Hanks is somewhere just fully aroused right <laughs> now. Only at the mouth. <laughs> I also, Ooh. I also want to say, as somebody who uh, has come to this point in my life with kids who have no respect. For the work that I'm trying to do with the Lego <laughs> that I bought for them. Mm-hmm. I want to say that the perspective of Will Ferrell's character in the Lego movie is underrated. Like, <laughs> Make the drama from the dad's perspective. Yeah. Kids just leaving their Legos everywhere. They don't Leave understand the function of yeah. this town that I've built. This is my happy place. Thank he you. works 80 hours a week. He's so mad when he comes home and the Legos are in the wrong place. See, you get it, Joel. <laughs> I do. I do. That's why I don't have children. Like this is the number one fully reason. <laughs> unsupportable. Uh, wait, that doesn't look like it's made out of Lego at all. I, I know. That's, that's why it's so cool. the thing about Lego. Should we get it? I'll buy it. Fine. <laughs> Should we get it? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Wow. A mere $200. Yeah, so mm-hmm. let's say I got this and then like, was building it painstakingly and my kids come through and want to play with it? Come on. Ugh. Horrible. Yeah, the worst. Anyways, I, I did. you also took like a time-lapse video of the building of the t- Titanic mm-hmm. and posted it on Instagram, I think I saw. I, sh- I, sh- I did a few of those, yes. Yeah, those that was very impressive. And the, the world thanks you for, for putting in that work so we can see I'm how it all comes together. An incredible engineer, as it turns out. <laughs> 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 I built it all by myself. Yeah. And now I have nowhere to put it because it's huge. It's right. over, it's like four and a half feet long. I don't know where to keep it. I have nowhere in my apartment to. You have to buy a special really. bookshelf. I truly, I do. For this. But uh, it's there and it's, it's staying there. It's, I'm not going to take it apart. Yeah. Is it seaworthy? Is it something that you could just like take to <laughs> take to sea and could well, maybe sail it? Uh, right. Unless there are any Lego icebergs around. Right. Yeah. Might be all right. Might make it. Might make it. All right, Caitlin, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're gonna talk about Omicron, just where where we're at. There was a weird weekend last weekend. 
And it seems like people are not just me getting exhausted with AKA song parodies about a disease that's killing a lot of people, but also people like people who make decisions are <laughs> getting tired of like following doctor's orders. Just just want to take a quick snapshot of where we're at because I uh, both think it's very unhealthy and scary and also like I get it. I feel I, like I understand where people are feeling exhausted by the whole thing. In some cases, some people I find very infuriating, like a CNN anchor who was like, so what? Like, we're not closing back down, basically, which was oh, well, easy for him to we'll say. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Amazon's charity, which, you know, everything Bezos touches is like, all right, this, this probably has good intentions, but uh, you're going to be shocked by what you learn in this story. Uh, we're going to talk about the hottest new gift trend, anti-5G merch. <laughs> uh, writer J.M. McNabb contributed a story just kind of tracking that trend. All of that, plenty more. But first, we do like to ask our guest, Caitlin, what is something from your search history? I searched movies set in San Francisco mm. because if all goes according to plan, <laughs> Jamie <laughs> Loftus and I are doing a live show in San Francisco <gasps> in January, except, wow. you know, things might be canceled, uh, which, you know, as much as I would love to do live shows again, mm. it's probably not the best time for that. So de <laughs> depending on how things pan out with COVID variants, we may or may not be doing a show, uh, mm. but if we are, it's in San Francisco for SF Sketchfest on January 19th. And I was like, oh, we should cover a movie ba based in the city that we're performing at. So I had to do a little quick goog to see what movies would be appropriate. Mm. And here's what I, here were my top three picks of ones we Ooh. haven't already done. Because okay. we've done a few. For example, Princess Diaries. It takes place yep, in classic. San Francisco. Mrs. Doubtfire famously mm -hmm. takes place there. Have what, you? That is one that you have done? or Yes. Yeah, right. We've okay. also done The Wedding Planner, uh. a movie that famously <laughs> takes place in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. What we haven't done is Zodiac. Ooh. We oh. have not done the movie Jobs. Nor the movie <laughs> Steve Jobs. I think those are those are two different movies. If I'm remembering Bowsy correctly, <laughs> one has Ashton Kutcher and mm -hmm. one has Michael Fassbender. Superior one, yeah, right. right. And then, of course, uh, George of the Jungle takes place in San Stop. Francisco, according to the Google search that I did and the listicle that I found. And that would be my top pick. George of, mm. George of the Jungle. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking because you're, you know, a film scholar uh, who has a master's. I was like, yeah. you know, Vertigo came to mind. But then I was like, mm. no, she's going to go George <laughs> of the Jungle, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> she she has uh, yeah. a little bit of a deeper knowledge than I do. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm a scholar. I'm a master. <laughs> I have this impressive advanced degree. Yes. <sighs> yeah, so George of the Jungle it is. George of the Jungle is such a, a great nostalgia feel, but I, did you say Zodiac or Vertigo is here? It's both, both, I believe. Both, both, both. Okay. Then, I listen, far be it for me, I only have a bachelor's in film, so, you know, it's it's not as impressive, but I really, I would love to hear the, the conspiracy theories. I hear there's, like, so many wild stories from the film set of Zodiac Ooh. that are fun to explore. I just feel like, and that talent, like all of the, the, hopefully your fans would be really into just the murder, mystery, weird film actor-ness of all of it. But then mm -hmm. there's George Jungle and you get to look at a body in its prime. <laughs> like an I'm, hour and a half. I mean, Brendan Fraser, Whoa! national treasure, national icon, etc. Like a good human and a great body. It's mm. a win. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't be beat. Can't argue with that. So the jungle in question and George of the Jungle, which I have not seen, even though <laughs> what Jack? Come I know. on, if you've never seen George of the Jungle, mm -mm, I haven't. And wow, really? Am missing I proud out. of that? 
No, no. Your children that. will love it. It's yeah. so funny. I need anything. You guys, I'm at a point where they only want to watch Cars 2. Uh-oh. Not, not gonna, just yeah. Cars. Cars 2. The worst of the Cars. <laughs> but it's the worst of Widely believed to be. Did you not show them Paddington 2? And why are they oh, not I did. begging to watch that over and over again? Because... It's not Elon, cars. I ask myself this every day. <laughs> like, it, and it makes it like demoralizing when they have a temper tantrum because, like, I'm putting up with this shit from somebody who wants to watch Cars Two <laughs> when we get home. Like, it's just a real kick in the gut. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the Cars franchise has always been very popular with the, you know, I think kids under under six, but mm-hmm. it's if they're boys under like seven, that's it. Like there's no greater franchise for them than car. I used to babysit a kid back when there were only two cars movies. And it was just every like once a week, every single week, it was just cars the entire time we were together. That's all he wanted to watch. It was t- truly if I was like, listen, Aladdin is so good. It got nominated for stuff. Okay, people yeah. really like it's got a banging soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. I have to go through the whole so like the way it's set up on uh Disney Plus is that like you go to the Pixar section yeah. and then you go through all the movies that they're expecting you to be looking for based on like <laughs> popularity, quality, <laughs> and cars to like it sometimes changes order, I think just based on like searching and mm-hmm. You know how Pixar's feeling about themselves on that day. Cars two has never not been the very last. The bottom. <laughs> like I have to go through every single one of the Pixar movies. They like Wally, but it's like yeah, but Wally is like vegetables. Let's let's do some Cars two, which has machine guns in it for some reason. It's what? like come on. Uh, anyways, they're not allowed to watch Cars two anymore. But <laughs> it's it's not a good, it's not a good time. Uh, right now, G Wiz. Yeah, G Wiz is Does right. Does it outrank planes? I we've never watched planes. I'm not going to do it <laughs> to too much. them, to myself. Mm-hmm. Don't do it to yourself because it's somehow worse than Cars too. Yeah, <laughs> just the hottest of hot messes. I mean, they gave they gave up on that shit like after the second one, I, I think, which is <laughs> amazing. Uh, Caitlin, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, so I'm glad you had said something. Of a movie starring Will Ferrell that is underrated because we brought up the Lego movie. Something that I think is overrated is the movie Elf. Wow. There, I said it. I know. I'm the only person I believe who has this take, but I absolutely hate the movie Elf. Wow. And I'm I'm gobsmacked right now. Silence from. (laughs) Okay. We let's let's get into it. What is it? What what is there? What specifically is overrated about it? What are people too hyped about around it? Okay, I don't. I just find the elf character, and I know you have to suspend your disbelief for things. (laughs) But (laughs) I find him unbelievable. (laughs) It's more like oh gosh, he. I just find his, like the overwhelming what's the word enthusiasm yeah enthusiasm and just like joy and just uh, whatever every all of that just irritating he's too naive and Mm -hmm. some people might be like well caitlin isn't the character of paddington the exact same no way and thank you no Uh, also paddington's (laughs) a bear and Elf is an adult man. So I just, I cannot get behind. I just, uh. <laughs> and then on top of that, I just don't think it's funny or good. Mm. And I, but to be fair, I'm also a big Grinch when it comes to Christmas content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had our Christmas party, kind of <laughs> Christmas lunch, we'll call it. It was mm-hmm. fun though. We We saw each other in person. Yeah. And... We we had Miles's pick for a holiday movie, which was complicated by the fact that Miles didn't come. <laughs> Miles couldn't make it, and so I think he uh, gave us like the worst one. It was Christmas Rush mm-hmm. about a radio DJ who's uh, mm-hmm. I 
don't know. Nobody was really paying attention, and uh, you came through. It was through. the grayest Christmas movie I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, very and I gray, see Christmas right? movies in black and white. It's a problem. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so dour. I was like, this is not bringing... I'm from the Midwest. I feel like Elf is a physical manifestation of Midwestern Christmas spirit. It's like, oh, oh it's snowing again. Like, I can't even contain (laughs) it. Like, cookies? How? And where did they come from? And it's just, oh, my God, family. There's just so much love in the room. It's beautiful. And it's like an unabashed, just like you could just be at your most jovial and and frivolous. I love that Christmas Mm. is frivolous. I really love that people are just like, what? ever it that we are together that is the maximum amount of effort that needs to be put in didn't bring gift doesn't matter that's selfish can't be looking for gifts just like mm-hmm. i love elf i love this movie so much it's so corny and cheesy and just like silly oh it's the best caitlin what are we doing i have a heart i have a lump of coal where my heart should be also <laughs> to shout out winter solstice again that's the holiday that I celebrate and have celebrated since I was a teenager, not to be a huge edge lord over here. But when I was a teen, my I was raised as an atheist, more or less. And um, but we still like observed Christmas traditions in Christmas my household. It's not a Christian holiday. <laughs> but my, at one point, my mom was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're not even celebrating Christmas anymore. We're going to celebrate that. winter solstice. Hell yeah. Very wicked of her. And I love it. Yeah. Well, especially because most Christmas traditions in the sense of like putting up a tree and having a feast and exchanging gifts is a very that is just appropriated from the pagan celebrations of winter solstice. Again, not to be all edgelord about things, but my mom was like, you know what? We're going to celebrate four days earlier. We're going to have a cool. We're going to have a nice time and fuck Christmas. And I was like, great. Sounds good to me. (laughs) So I've been celebrating winter winter solstice ever since. Yeah. That's they, beautiful. They also used to do like a changing of like where, where people would like laborers would get to be the boss for a day and would like get Ooh. treated like that was like many different holidays throughout history. But the the leftover version of that is like rich people pretend to be generous around um, <laughs> <laughs> around Christmas. That's like what we've got. Is this uh, foreshadowing the Amazon charity story? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and hear what you think is underrated. And we're back. And Caitlin... You've already just shit into our holiday hearts with your <laughs> overrated take that Elf is overrated. But why don't you why don't you tell us what what you think is underrated? Well, to continue talking about movies, I think a under an underrated movie also set at Christmas time is the movie Tangerine. Oh yeah, oh, it yes. is set on Christmas Day. It's a fun romp. And I I really enjoy it. Check it out if you haven't seen Tangerine. Definitely watch Tangerine. Yeah. Amazing. It's a classic. All right. Let's talk about just where where we're at in the in the pandemic. There was SNL this weekend. Last weekend was weird. Uh you know, I feel like it's impossible to have another like and that's when i knew it was real moment anymore like we did with tom hanks in the nba uh the first time around but this was definitely like a weird moment because they didn't cancel it in time to not have a show so it was just like the four most famous people came out and were like hey and then like laughing at each other's jokes in the background but like there wasn't even enough crew to like laugh at people's jokes and Tom Hanks was one of the ones there to remind us of that first one. Tom Hanks was like one of the first celebrities to get COVID. What are you doing here, sir? Go home. You're a national treasure. The <laughs> hell is happening? Was he so one mad. of the first to get it or like one of the only ones who's like admitted he got it? I feel like that I'm, also okay, might fair. be happening. To, to the public, he was one of the first ones where yeah. we were like, oh, no, we could lose Tom Hanks. And that would be terrible. Right. I, we have to protect him at all costs. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Fortunately, we didn't have to take it all in this weekend because the NBA seems to be pretending it's not real. <laughs> at this point, they're like, 
Uh, yeah, we'll let Kyrie back in because we need extra bodies because everybody else has caught in COVID. Has caught COVID. Caught in I feel COVID. like <laughs> what is grammar right. anymore? Fuck Who it. cares? I'm uh, good with that. <laughs> Leave I feel it. Like the NBA is like the perfect example of us learning our lesson and then being like, but we don't care. Like they right. did the bubble and it was so perfect. Right. It was so like foolproof. Like we got our games. They were good. They figured out how to like digitally bring in an audience. Advertisement didn't go anywhere. It was strong. And we finished the season. What happened was players missed their families. Very. That's fine. You're humans. You would be right. I get it. But for the NBA as a thing, they'd be like, well, it's totally fine for us to just be jumping across states and across country lines when we have a foolproof method that works that we know how to do is bananas to me. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Yeah. For people who aren't like big NBA fans, uh, Kyrie Irving was one of the only holdouts, the only people who was like, I would rather not play in the NBA as one of the greatest like shot makers in the history of the game. Like one of the- just like pure, like watching him play basketball is pure joy. He was like, I'd rather not do that. Uh, I'd rather just not get the the vaccine. And wait, he's an anti-vaxxer and that's why? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like not, he's like, no, I don't subscribe. It's very, he's, he's hard to categorize because he's not like, yeah, I subscribe to Q or anything. It's more... He's he, one of those personal liberties people. Yeah. You can't tell me what liberties. to do with my body. Exactly. And just respect my opinion. So anyways, the Brooklyn Nets were like, okay, well, you can't play then this season. And everyone was like, yay, they did the right thing. And then over the, in the past week, <laughs> as things have started getting really bad again, uh, the Nets were like, ah, you know, I, I, we, we kind of respect to make money. <laughs> yeah. So, gotta, the cash needs to continue to flow in. So bring him back. So they brought they brought him back and he promptly uh, and you're never going to believe this <laughs> tested positive for COVID. <laughs> what? And so surprise. So as did like their best, the, like one of the three best players in the league who plays for them, Kevin Durant. But the whole NBA is going down. Kevin Durant is another one who's like not a spring chicken. What is happening? Yeah. But 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 the the entire NBA, like the Bulls had to take like a full week down because too many of their players had COVID for them to continue. They couldn't play. There were not enough yeah. players eligible to play. I, and we're still just like Broadway's had to close down some shows. They were like, it's too many sick people. I just don't know how much longer we can be like, no, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's totally My favorite- fine. Like the the award for just uh, the most head up their own ass response was the NFL. You're again, you're gonna be surprised <laughs> to hear this. The NFL like delayed a game by like two days. <laughs> like like remember when we left the office and we're like, all right, so we'll uh, all get on. I don't know, like an email. I guess I don't know how else we're gonna talk to each other from home. <laughs> We'll all email each other on Friday and decide if we're going to come back next week and then, like, cut to two years later (laughs) at the holiday party and we're, like, walking in and seeing, like, our desks exactly like we left them that time. (laughs) That's what the NFL is still doing. They're like, "Uh, yeah, we're going to just, like, push bump this back to Monday, by which point things should have cooled down. So, anyways, but it's the NFL. Yeah. The raspberries that we left in the fridge, they'll be fine because we'll be back two days later and no big deal. Yeah. So, anyways, I I am seeing this, like, in other sort of more official places. You know, there are big D Democrats who are now, like, rejecting the protective steps and, like, laws being passed to restrict behavior and protect public health. It just feels like there's a general mainstreaming of the, uh, like, fuck the government and these precautions response to everyone's general exhaustion with, like, the back and forth of the virus, which is, again, the back and forth is like something they were, you know, they used that poetic metaphor that they really fell in love with, like the hammer and the dance. People really liked that. But that was the idea is that like you're going to have to like shut things down and then slowly like come out and then shut things down again when things get bad. But people are getting mad at the idea that we have to close down again. Brian Stelter a.k.a. the bald guy on CNN, it was basically like, why should we shut down 
if the average vaccinated person isn't going to get that sick. He was interviewing a health expert from the Atlantic, and she was like, oh, well, you know, not everyone's vaccinated. And he, like, interrupted and was like, yeah, well, they screwed up. Oh, boy, he's it's tired. pretty, like, a pretty radical thing to say. He needs on... a nap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, more people will die. So what is their fault is a very childish like way to play with lives. It's, it's yeah, a, a lot of those people are going to be say. doctors, like and doctors who are like already like you know, it's just like such a real, like completely narrow and like hasn't experienced mm-hmm. this up close in any way. Yeah, like perspective where his vision of people who are vaccinated and responsible are him and like his friends who work at the New York Times and like other like media outlets in New York and then like the people who aren't vaccinated he's like picturing you know Facebook groups but it's like no this it's not neat like it doesn't cut down uh, easily like that and mm-hmm. she, she uh the health expert was like well yeah but there are kids who are unvaccinated there are all the he was like oh i meant Adults, I was only talking about adults who right. chose not to get it's like, oh, but like does the vi- are you gonna tell the virus that like that's all you meant? Because that's like kinda not how it works. Kind of my the problem. It's also, you know, again, the immunocompromised. Like it's just so yeah. many very innocent mm-hmm. people who are just trying to get through life. And it's also like if if we are able to go back into quarantine, we can stop the spread faster. Like the the idea that like oh well the, like it's then it's still happening though it's still something we all have to deal with like it makes so much more sense to be like what if we just again three months three months pay the people who can't afford to work just and then we could better assess and deal with the problem afterwards and it's so strange for us as a country to just have to like voluntarily I'm starting to see people like I had I think four friends in the last like two or three days be like oh. I have COVID, you know, thank goodness I'm vaccinated or whatever, but I'm definitely like I've canceled all future like party plans, no longer going out, back to pods, back to, you know, just what we understand to be as safe as possible. And I just think it makes sense to sort of lean into that theory as opposed to I want to go back to the way things used to be. I have no desire to go back to the way things used to be. And we have to wrap our heads around the fact that like things have to change going forward. We can't go backwards. Especially, yeah. like, wouldn't it be easier this time around that we, like, we got accustomed to yes. a lockdown? And, like, we, I mean, and sure, it wasn't ideal. Like, no mm-hmm. one wants to live this way. But what's the alternative? Maybe dying? Like, that doesn't right. sound great either. But, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to me, people's reluctance to just, like, play it safe and play it smart for a shorter amount of time versus just elongating this whole like again like the going back like oh things are slightly better so we can open Mm -hmm. up but opening up made things worse again so now we have to lock back down and it's like we wouldn't have to like teeter-totter in this way if we just like could commit to the I'm such a homebody already. And so, you know, in the interest of like extending grace to everyone, I completely understand. Some people are like, this is untenable. If I have to be inside my own dwelling for another like week, I will just explode from this being insideness. Like some people are just really want to be Mm -hmm. out in the world. And that's like their happy state is just being out, whether that's, you know, in nature or in city or wherever. So I I have some grace for being like, I'm done with this. I want it to be over. And especially if you're a person who's done quote unquote everything in the right way and it's like how I can't do anything more than what I've done to like get back out there but I also think like we're all going through it together and if you can if you're one of those people if you can just be like if we just try as many of us to do it the right way together then hopefully things will end sooner I know it's frustrating seeing people like just not care Mm -hmm. and not have to suffer consequences it's a small group of people but they're out there and that's frustrating but you know, we're all we're all going through it together, conceivably. Yeah. So we just yeah. we just push a little bit harder. Yeah, the thing I'm I've run out of patience with is uh, these dang doctors telling me to wear masks. No, uh, the people <laughs> the the people who are like anti mask at this point and like oh, won't put on, mm-hmm. like that really seems to be the thing that we've gotten the most casual with is like people just like I don't know they show up to a thing with a mask and then like take it off. And it's just like, why you're not 
that doesn't that's not how it works mm-hmm. that's that's not the thing the masks you're supposed to keep the masks on yeah just do it yeah all right well let's talk about the man who is going to save us from all of this that is oh, jeffy no. bezies uh yeah. jeffy bezos you might have seen these i know i have like the it's like amazon smile which allows people to donate to charity without the added hassle of donating to charity. Like <laughs> This they, is a scam, and, and scams are usually illegal, no? No, no, Can you no, not no, just no. say, no, no, no. Well, no. Okay, all right, excuse No, me. this is Amazon doing something out of the goodness of their uh, mm. <laughs> warm uh, corporate <laughs> heart. So they will donate 0.5% of the oh. purchase price of something that you buy to a charity of your choice. And almost a million charitable organizations have partnered with Amazon Smile, which you may recognize as way too many charitable organizations to vet. <gasps> mm-hmm. So as of 2020, it was reported that Amazon Smile had raised more than $215 million for charity since it began. Seems which low. It does. <laughs> right? Like it, it seems low. It, like that sounds great for like a community bake sale, but <laughs> anything involving Amazon, that is a third of what Amazon makes every day. I was going to say. <laughs> that, that is, that wow. is what they've pulled together since 2013. So uh, seven is, freaking uh, years. Yeah. Ooh. And <laughs> they're also making headlines this week or uh, in the past couple weeks for reportedly donating $40,000 to anti-vaxxer groups. Mm-hmm. So, and okay. remember, they, the consumer doesn't, like donate anything Amazon like the money just goes into a fund that Amazon then chooses like who it goes to and they were like ah we got it anti-vaxxer groups what that yeah. is okay sorry just to compare what that 215 million is that's like an, an a Marvel movie and a half yeah that yeah. in seven years yeah, I Amazon. We have to we have to talk about a lot of things, sweetie. I don't understand. Where is the money? This is what people need to just go up to Jeff and be like, "Where's this money? What are you doing with it?" Because it's it's not going to your workers. It's uh, not going to improve your factories. I mean, you have whole factories without an air conditioning unit. You sell mm-hmm. those on your site. What's the problem, yeah. Jeff? We got to square up with Jeff. We got to start yeah. calling him out. We got to has to be uncomfortable wherever he goes. Just be like, "Excuse me, sir." It's not cool. It's not cool for you to buy up a block of real estate and make a mega mansion in a community. It's weird. It's not a mansion community. It's just a regular city block in Boston. You shouldn't be here. You have so oh, did much he money. Do that? <laughs> yes. I, I, he I he took two mansions and made it one super mansion. Um, Hell yeah. Because he's Jeff. He'll be in the house probably two weeks out of the year. What right. is going on? I hate Jeff Bezos. Hate like him. a passion. What are you doing? So... You might have seen these like little, it's like three pictures side by side. It it looks like it's, you know, uh, more articles you may enjoy, like underneath a New York Times article you're reading. It's actually like a ad for Amazon Smile. The pictures usually make it look like Amazon Smile is helping kids, animals, and kids holding animals as far as i can tell <laughs> like that's it's like a cute puppy kids in a classroom and then a child holding a baby goat but it's they adorable yeah just garbage so organizations sweet. on their oh, uh, no <laughs> capital storming uh white supremacist group the oath keepers not you, the oath keepers you get some money oh. more than 40 organizations listed on the amazon smile platform publicly oppose LGBTQ rights and equality, including the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, uh, which is run by his son, who's called uh, Islam Evil, and claimed that Satan is the architect of same-sex marriage. (laughs) So they're, you know. And then on top of all this, like, people have done the research and found that when people you know, see, check off the box, like, okay, I am going to make this Amazon purchase through Amazon Smile. Like, there is something gets lit up in their brain, and it makes them feel good, which, sure, like, everybody needs to feel good about something right now. But, like, it's, first of all, going to these horrifying organizations, and it's so little is going to these horrifying organizations. It's not you funding it it's amazon funding it so they get the write-off and also it's making people less likely to give to other 
organizations, like other charitable organizations. According right. to, They're like, I donated 0.5% of my $40 Amazon purchase, so right. I've... <laughs> I've done my due diligence this holiday season to be charitable. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's you not, Yeah. But it does, like, that's just how the human brain works, <laughs> and they're taking advantage of it. By the way, they also came out that in 2017, one of the nonprofits participating in Amazon Smile was uh, Project Veritas. Flip so a they table. Really just like... One of the great. They do not care. What I wonder what the criteria like. How do you become a part of Amazon Smile? I don't. know. Is it one of those things where it's like you could just register here, become a part, and like we'll donate 05 percent of people's purchases, or is it curated? It seems like it should be curated, right? It's well, someone again, because we know how large corporations work. We know that it's so much easier for them to just be like, just put it on a list and go. We don't, as someone to actually sit here and verify this stuff. That's time and money we are not willing to spend. We have it. We're not going to do it. So it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. But yes, yeah, someone absolutely should be verifying where because then it, it could literally be anyone. This is so wild to me. I don't. I've never used Amazon Smile. I don't think because I it's always one. I'm like, why are you going to a third party when you could directly donate? You know, to yeah. these right. folks or isn't the way like, it works is that you you as the consumer allocate which charity your point five percent of your purchase value goes toward, uh, which I guess is a little bit better than like you having no say over it. But if every charity imaginable has access to receive funds from this Amazon yeah. Smile thing, then it it also defeats the purpose yeah and not only like people are pointing out that it like makes our brain chemicals light up and make us think we've done something let's not let amazon think they're doing a good thing by doing this shit like don't yeah yeah don't participate in this and let amazon feel like ah we're really and this is why our logo is a smile because we help by indiscriminately just like spraying money at anyone who <laughs> claims that they're fucking nonprofit, like, but not even a full day's worth of money. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. They, this is them like using the rounding error that happens when they let people go to the bathroom. Like they're like, right, you know, right, we lose right. this much money every time someone pees, uh, and they're <laughs> like, all right, well, we'll give that much money away to charity. Wow. So, yeah. So again, I'm gonna say Amazon, not that not not great company. Hmm. Doesn't know what a Makes tornado warning is. So they pretty do not. shit company. Pretty yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and uh we'll come back and talk about some great holiday gift ideas. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. And, you know, before we started recording, Caitlin, Joel, you guys were both like, I, I could use some gift ideas, specifically mm-hmm. gifts that have an anti-5G message to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Love my Sounds phone. Like Hate that 5G. Yeah, 5G. Can't be doing it. So the anti-5G movement has been going on, like, even before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it was you know, mostly boring. People Mm -hmm. didn't really have to care that much. But it started really ramping up in 2020 when conspiracy theorists, you know, latched onto the idea that 5G caused COVID, Mm -hmm. which it's it seems weird that 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 they were like, oh, yeah, that one. Like they just they they were just looking for uh, waiting around and then matched the two their conspiracy theory of choice to the biggest bad thing happening mm-hmm. at a given moment and people are like oh damn that does make sense uh <laughs> instead of wow that seems weirdly opportunistic and like it doesn't make any sense since the things that you were warning us would happen when you were concerned about it in the first place were not a uh, viral pandemic as far as i can tell <laughs> but so one thing that I have to warn you guys about, since it does seem like I can't stop you guys from going out and buying anti-5G merchandise for people you're buying holiday winter solstice gifts for, Thank you. is that there's been this boom in anti-5G merchandise, 
that and some of them themselves are emitting low levels of radiation, the products. There's radiation in the anti-5G. So when you're protecting yeah. yourself from imaginary rays, you're actually slowly killing yourself. With real rays. <laughs> I am huh. befuddled. Befuddled. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they're serious about protecting you from those rays. And the only way to protect you from those rays is with other rays. Unfortunately, those rays aren't real, but the other rays are. So you are actually, you know. Dude, uh, looking at some of these products, it's wild. So one is a like a baby wrap bump thing. So it's like a wrap that goes around a pregnant woman's stomach. We've got an umbrella. Yeah. You're just carrying around an umbrella all the time. Very goth of you. Yes. Um, here's my real problem. Listen, they used to like dye things green with arsenic, right? Create mm-hmm. a beautiful green color. Spectacular dresses watches you name it you could get it in this green i respect people who wore that which literally would like dissolve your skin and give you like horrible sores and stuff because at least the product you were getting was beautiful i understand (laughs) (laughs) why am i looking these are all hideous you would not want to wear or hold or be associated with literally any of these products the quantum pendant i've got to admit is pretty handsome that's no no Mitchell did it better Go get a Witcher like necklace with Tacky Wolf. Oh yeah. my goodness. The don't 5G on me with a don't tread on me flag symbol. Like, honestly. Yeah. So there's also the one, the products that don't emit radiation. Uh, so they have that going for them. But there's one featuring a, it says 5G tower versus horsepower. Uh, and it has a car, like using a chain, I guess to pull down a uh, cell cell phone tower, which was a thing that was happening a while back and is a good way to get put in jail. People who buy this are the same folks that have like the Calvin and Hobbes peeing on whatever car (laughs) emoji they didn't like. That's not fair to the people who have the Calvin and Hobbes peeing on (laughs) thing. I think it's 100% Yeah, sweeping generalization (laughs) much? (laughs) You leave them alone, Joel. What is going on? Oh, man. Oh, man. I imagine I just want more of these people who have woken up from this kind of crazy stuff who believed in the 5G or were part of QAnon. Like the stories of people being like, and then I woke up and was like, oh, was I crazy for six months? How did this happen? And the unraveling of it. It's the Internet is a wild thing that's still so much in its infancy. And clearly we're learning the power. It can quickly like take a hold of an entire community of people and make them believe essentially what ever like no fact checking or backing up or worse the places they go to get their facts are not accredited and you kind of get consumed in a wormhole of that stuff it is i how can you think that 5g which almost everyone is around everyone like you have a phone yeah and how are we doing joelle how are we doing we're all all around it how how's everyone feeling you know you know i'm tired thank you i'm tired (laughs) thank you i (laughs) I, I don't know if i want to blame it on 5g (laughs) like i've been pretty aware of like the stuff that was in that uh whatever that documentary was about how bad social networks are for us. and The Netflix one? Yeah, With all that the people Netflix who designed one. it, who were like, I'd never let my kids use it. I'm like, yeah. are you seeing a problem here? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's wild. Yeah, I think there's also, you know, so there's like, that is the like mechanical way of how it's getting like the bad information to us. I just also mm-hmm. think that like broadly, there's like bad shit happening in the background that like is worse and like more damaging to our like underlying mental health than we had realized and sure. and like suddenly we're seeing you know so some of the pro- some of these products are like you mentioned it's like a, a a umbrella or a hat that like blocks out the bad 5G beams and like it's a popular it's purchase one step away from a tin foil hat right. literally well, like that's what? what we're seeing we're seeing the popularization of tin foil hats and like this is you know that we are seeing what what it is to be in a world that is like you know governed by a system and like fully like kind of swallowed by 
you know, this capitalist sort of paradigm that is very bad for our mental health, like where we've like had all of our human relationships now mediated by corporations trying to extract value from us, like, you know, whether it's like romantic or familial or, you know, just any sort of context that used to be humanizing and allow us to have a break from thinking of everything as like a zero sum game of like winner take all like has been kind of invaded by this. It's like a spread of cancer. And I just I don't know. I think we're going to keep seeing this even even like after they make like specific like changes so that to try and like curb misinformation or disinformation like i still think that we're in a bad place just as people like we're at a mentally and spiritually unhealthy place as like a as a civilization Mm -hmm. that hopefully we can come back from but this is so what like one thing that i used to say a lot that uh, i wanted to kind of officially (laughs) revise is I would like when talking about history and like all the horrifying shit that happened in history, I would say that like history is like a nightmare that we're all waking up from. I think that's true in very specific cases. But I also think that it assumes that this is like some of the shit that we were told growing up that like this is the best time to be alive and this is the best, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that this is the healthiest like that that is true based on the very specific like value set like materialist value set that we like we're judging it by the values that currently govern the world so yeah of course like we have more stuff than we used to but mm. there's just a injustice to the world and a inhumanity to how we're treated and how we even think of ourselves that i think is really unhealthy and like makes it a pretty difficult time to be alive it's bleak out there i think the best era in history was pre cars 2 era (laughs) right right before cars 2 hit yeah we were really innocent then so it was a different it was a simpler time more connected as a society we all got along yeah well that was before mater could really realize like what he could do like as a (laughs) you know with his charms with his wiles True. It's so true. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyways, well, guys, it's always so great to talk to you both. Uh, Caitlin, where can people find you and follow you? You can find me and follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You know, the the social uh, media yeah, platforms yeah. that we, yeah the best you're, you're familiar you're familiar that, that I advertise every day <laughs> on my uh, the ones podcast. that um really help with all of our collective mental health um, you can follow yeah, yeah is <laughs> and um the more followers I get the happier I'll be so follow me there <laughs> thank you at Caitlin Durante <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You can also check out my podcast that I co-host with Jamie Loftus, where we might be having a live show in January in San Francisco, but also probably not. Who can say? But that is available to listen to safely from the comfort of your own home. And it's called The Bechtel Cast. And we analyze movies through an intersectional feminist lens. And new episodes of that drop every Thursday and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bechtelcast for more information. Yeah, yeah. Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? So everyone should follow at J the Chow or J the Chu. I'm not sure uh, what the pronunciation is, but this person photoshops Paddington into a frame from a movie or TV show every single day. So check that out at J-A-Y the C-H-O-U for some amazing Paddington content. Yeah. All right. I'm following them right now and done. (laughs) Uh, Joel, where can people find you and follow you? 
Y'all know me, I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. I've been enjoying a couple of tweets. The first one is from at Wonder underscore Phoenix. It is simply a screenshot from Witcher Season 2, which I am obsessed with. And it's Witcher saying, I've lived through a whole dark ages and three supposed end of days. And someone was like, me, during this pandemic. And mm. I identify. Yes, absolutely. It's never ending. And then the other one, Sony tweeted out a picture of Spider-Man from their newly released Spider-Man movie. It says, hey, you've got Peter Parker for Secret Santa. What are you getting him? And someone said, who the fuck is Peter Parker? And if you've seen the movie, you know. And if you haven't, go see this fucking movie. It's so good. Is it really good? Now, go, it is so if you listen, if it. you like Spider-Man, it's oh my fucking God. good. All right. Let me just say at this late point in the show, what a bad podcast host i am i have the marvel <laughs> defender and uh one of the biggest uh into the spider-verse fans oh. out there on yes, yes. this podcast the literally the day after the new spider-man movie which the kind of rips breaking off of, yeah and Listen. just broke like all fucking box office records let's give you some i could give you quick yeah. stats before let's we go out of here Let's do just five minutes from you guys, uh, and then we can talk stats on the uh, on yesterday's (laughs) trending episode. But so you guys both liked it, yes, yeah, so good. Two hundred fifty three million dollars domestic. It's the third biggest ever December release ever. Biggest December release ever. Global Hmm. did five hundred eighty seven million. Third biggest worldwide opening ever without releasing in China. It'd be the box office totals for Shang Chi, Black Widow, Eternals, Venom. It's opening weekend. Mm. Yeah. It's, no big deal. It so. is a banger of a movie. Oh, my God. I don't want to give any spoilers because it's still early. But from a, like, if you're a comics person, one of the cool things about comics is sometimes you'll get, like, a, a guest artist to jump in. And if you've seen Doctor Strange, you know, it has, like, a very specific visual language. And it's married into the Spider-Man franchise so beautifully tom holland is kicking ass and i really enjoyed it zendaya is mm. honestly the only movie star of her generation it's just her out Damn. here running laps around everybody else being like how, how is her range so wide it is she can do all of it it's incredible and she's just playing like really? a regular high school kid here but she's doing it so you've seen her play these like a married woman in like a domestically violent relationship you've seen her play like a kid with drug addiction issues who's really struggling to like find herself and then she comes in here and she just she aces all of it and it's so good in this cast Mm -hmm. i love it what do you think caitlin i also liked it i thought the way again not no spoilers here but the way that they handle (laughs) spider-man stop it you stop no spoilers here the way that the heroes approach dealing with the villains is a very fast it's like very fascinating i really enjoyed that the and and if i can uh channel jamie loftus for a second oh uh, yeah alfred molina (gasps) is in the movie and that's not a spoiler we saw him in the trailer trailer. Mm -hmm. he's in the trailer um and you'll 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 laugh, you'll cry, you'll feel your feelings. It's a lot of fun. Grown men let out audible sobs the first time I saw this. Like mm. and, and appropriately so. It was so, so good. And then Willem Dafoe, if you guys have seen uh the original Spider-Man, you know that he played the Green Goblin and it was really good and kind of scary. And it, it's Willem freaking Dafoe. He's talented. But He's pushed that character so far in this movie. It's really an opportunity for redemption for a ton of people to be like, you know what? I could do better. And they came and they did better. They did so good. Mm. I just, I've seen this movie twice now. I'm honestly looking forward to seeing it a third time. It's worth it in 3D if you're the kind of person who can handle and likes 3D. It's just very subtly done, which I think is hard for that kind of restraint in a movie where someone's literally swinging through buildings. Mm. You want to go all out, but it's so subtle and beautiful and amazing. Also just saw it in regular IMAX. That was great. If you're going to brave going to a movie, you know, double mask up, maybe try not to eat or drink during if you can, and then just really take in the big picture of everything. Because it's 
Uh, it's Jessica's Beautiful. But also Disney Plus is bringing these things to streaming so fast. Maybe not this one because it earned so much and they'll probably expect you to continue to earn. But yeah. don't feel bad about waiting either. It'll be on streaming soon enough. So good. So good. Yeah. All right. So thumbs, one thumb up, one thumb down. I, did, I get, did I read that right? It was like a two-star review. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, on that subject, a tweet I've been enjoying is from Ben Joseph at Jen Bosef. Tweeted the box office numbers uh, at movie numbers. And it said, Friday estimates, Spider-Man, No Way Home, 121.5 million. Encanto, 1.65 million. Nightmare Alley, 1.19 million. Say great news for Disney, but tough night for Disney and Disney. Uh, <laughs> because Disney owns everything now. Woo! All right, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. And I actually have one for us today. It is a song called Stone Fruit by Armand Hammer and The Alchemist. I don't know. It's got some Bismarcky singing meets Wu-Tang with like a massive vocabulary. It's got a like synth line that I really like. It feels, I don't know, the best verses about being killed and having your bones built into a bed and your skull used as a goblet to drink rosé out of. Mm-hmm. Which is, I've always been a fan of verses like that. So, and also the Alchemist is just so good. So, anyway, Stone And you fruit. like drinking rose out of people's skulls. So. I like having uh, people drink rose out of my skull, mm-hmm. uh, which is, yeah, the point of view is somebody who has been see, uh, consumed, built into a bed, had their teeth worn as a necklace, and uh, had somebody, and is like okay with it. Yeah. Uh, yes, use my dead body as decoration. Uh, I love the idea of being beautiful beyond death. Yeah. Let's do it. That's amazing. So go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Happy Christmas. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>